Good morning. It is Tuesday, October 11th, and trending this hour, the Kansas City Chiefs. They came back from a 17-point deficit to defeat the Las Vegas Raiders last night, 30-29. to Also trending, Blink-182. They tweeted out this morning, we're coming, tour's coming, album's coming, Tom's coming. Tickets go on sale Monday for their tour. Their new song, Edging, will be out on Friday. <laughs> and finally trending, the Colorado Secretary of State. They said the office accidentally sent 30,000 voter <laughs> registration notices to non-citizens. It's also trending here in the state of Indiana, the Secretary of State is, and we'll get to that in just a second. It is seven minutes after nine. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. Good morning, and thank you for joining us. So, I got an email. Oh. And I wanted to share it with oh, you. Oh, great. I always, from, I, I always love anything that goes, I, I got an email, I wanted to share it with you. It's, from, it's from Todd Young. Oh! <laughs> Have you ever got that yard sign, by the way? No. No. He's still looking for my money, though. He wants me to... Donate. Oh, so he never Donate got to, to the art side, which was the precipice of the post, mm-hmm. but he just wants your money. Yeah. Ah. He's going to be in Avon today. Oh, yes. What? Yes, just down the road, Rob Kendall. What, wait, wait, wait. So Todd Young, mm-hmm. Duke of Spendingburg, mm-hmm. adder of $11 trillion to the national <laughs> debt, who the last time he was in Hendricks County mm-hmm. said he's never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever stopping spending the money, and he regrets none of the $11 trillion he's added to the national debt, is again going to be in Hendricks County? Yes. Oh, great. As soon as I get off the air, I am headed there. What time and where, Casey? No, I'm sorry. You'll be right here in the studio. What? He's going to be in Avon at 10 a.m. this morning. <laughs> There's no way yeah. that's an accident. You think he did that on purpose? There's they no that time. He told evil Igor, his terrible, evil, awful assistant, mm-hmm. you better not do that afternoon. Yeah. Nope, 10 a.m. There's he's, no way that's an accident. He's going to be there with the FCC commissioner, too. Oh, so double whammy for great. you. You cannot show up. They will revoke your license. I hope they play this clip to her about what a pathetic, awful, terrible job the Duke of Spendingburg is. What a coward. Todd yeah. Young, what a coward. Let's see. They're going to be at the Cummins Behavioral Health System today. Okay. So, if so where is he going to be at? The Cummins Behavioral Health System. All right. Well, since Todd is too cowardly to have a public event in Hendricks County when I can actually go. <laughs> and by the way, I noticed this time they waited until like this morning to let everybody know. Right, to send were, out this press release. They, they learned from their lesson last time of letting people know in advance where that coward's going to be. Yeah, it was. It was sent out at 10 minutes after 8 this morning. Uh, so, if someone could go to Cummins Behavioral Health System. <laughs> they listed as 6655 East U.S. Highway 36 in Avon at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And if they could ask the Duke of Spendingburg, Todd Young, why he keeps aligning with Democrats like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Kamala and Bernie Sanders to pass more and more record deficit spending that adds to our national debt 
if you could go ask him on my behalf and make sure he knows Rob Kendall would like to know, be sure to say my name very clearly <laughs> and ask him why he scheduled this at 10 a.m. so that I, as his constituent, could not come. That would be greatly appreciated. Okay. Uh, Brendan Carr, the FCC commissioner, is going to be there as well. It is uh, 10 minutes after 9. So last night <laughs> there was something on the television. <laughs> I know you watched it. The Indiana Secretary of State debate took place last night. This was held in Muncie. And Diego Morales was a no-show. And Jeff Moore compared Diego Morales to who? Vladimir Putin. Okay, so let's get to that in a second because that was the takeaway and it was the most epically awesome in thing ever that's ever happened on an Indiana debate stage in the history of ever. But the takeaway from the debate last night, look, if you are, because they all listen, so if you're someone that is advising Diego Morales or someone that is close to him, if you love him and care about him, you need to tell him he's making an egregious mistake by continuing to hide from everyone. Because that was the story last night, is that the Republican nominee for Secretary of State, look, it's almost impossible if you have any idea what you're doing or have the brain cells of a hamster to screw up a Secretary of State debate. Like, there's only four really areas that they oversee. Everything, every question there was no abortion question. There was no tax policy. You know, the, all the questions are going to fall under these four parameters. So unlike a, like a gubernatorial debate where they could ask you anything, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Like, it's impossible to screw it up. And there's there would be three of you on stage, mm -hmm. and the debate is only an hour. So how many questions could you even get asked if three people have the opportunity to answer every single question? There's going to be some back and forth on contentious issues. It's impossible to screw it up. And he looks like, and th this is why we have dubbed him the cowardly lion, such a coward who, if you elect this guy, it is clear as admitting to you, has no idea what he's doing because he will not show up to the debate because he's so fearful of making some sort of egregious slip that in one hour, he can't even hold it together. Mm -hmm. And that became the story last night. Yeah, well, that was how the the show ended with Jeff pointing out the obvious, the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Let's take a listen to uh, what they had to say. But let's address the 800-pound gorilla not in the room tonight. Healthy democracies need healthy debate. And candidates who refuse to debate are assuming that they've won the election and they don't even need to listen to you. There is a candidate who refused to debate in 2000, 2004, 2012, 2018. His name is Vladimir Putin. And for candidates who refuse to debate, the company you keep is Vladimir Putin. It was the best thing in the history of ever because this guy is highly fraudulent, Diego Morales. Everybody knows it. He knows it. The people around him know it. The people of this state know it. And he is such a fraud that he knows if he got on that stage, it was so easy to expose him that he doesn't have the courage to get up there and do it. You know where he was last night, Casey? I, d I don't know. I've heard that he's been touring all 92 counties. He was at a Lincoln Day dinner. Mm. That is a hardcore Republican function. Mm -hmm. If you at this point, 30 days, well, less than that now, mm -hmm. out of an election are still out shoring up Republican voters, like hardcore Republican voters, you are in trouble of epic 
proportions. You had an opportunity, because this whole thing is, well, I'm very focused on crisscrossing all 92 counties and meeting voters. You're not meeting voters in all 92 counties. You're begging hard. He was begging hardcore Republicans. To stick with him. To stick with him last night. You had an opportunity. If your, your goal is to reach... It's free media, Casey. Mm-hmm. Politicians don't turn down free media. It was statewide television, statewide radio, broadcast all over the internet. It's going to be played everywhere. Politicians kill for that earned media. That's why they run ads and they pay for it is because they want exposure. He doesn't want, he being Diego Morales, does not want exposure because he knows what a joke and what a loser he is. And he knows Jeff and even on-demand abortion advocate Destiny Wells would tear him apart. I thought that Jeff Maher really slayed the youth vote question. They were asked, how do you get uh, the youth vote? And he commented that uh, younger people have so many choices and with the phone in the hand and they're used to just everything, that his uh, direction would be give them more choices. And as the libertarian candidate, there's another option. So I thought he did really well with that. And I also thought that Jeff um, was very good with the rebuttals, which is probably the easier part of a debate to get right because it's when somebody gives an answer and you wait wait and you want to come back and and give your point i thought he did really well with that uh what was your impression well these again these sorts of debates and i think the overwhelming thing and i've heard this from many people from across the political spectrum is how bad it looked on diego by not showing up because here's what it tells look the debate is what it is jeff moore the libertarian wants more audits wants Mm -hmm. more accountability wants more you know digging down into to ensure our elections are fair and balanced and you as a consumer feel fair and balanced jeff moore wants to be a check and balance from the business side on an out of control you know next republican governor those sort of things that was all baked in there was nothing we learned new last night but what it tells you about diego If he will not show up and debate and be accountable to you while he's running and actually needs your help, if you have a problem, what sort of customer service do you think you're going to get? If he's not even willing to be accountable to you right now. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen in the future? When your business has an issue, if you have a concern about voting or your elections or holding the governor accountable, I mean... Secretary of State is such an important office. This guy, Diego, and you know, I know we got to get to a break, but I think it's so funny now that there are people across the state who are now blaming Rob Kendall and Abdul Hakim Shabazz for the problems Diego's having. We are not the problem. Diego is the problem. Because the things we are saying about Diego, the things we are pointing out about how he got fired from the Secretary of State's office, about how he's about to get fired again before he quit, about his military record, about his business, what the hell this guy does for a living, about how he wasted almost $44,000 of campaign money on a car. And Destiny Wells even brought that up during the the debate last night. We didn't invent that stuff. Yeah. It's all paperwork. There's all evidence for this. And you can be mad that it's out there. But Diego is the problem. And last night was another example of Diego being the problem because he is so scared of getting held accountable for all these egregious things that he doesn't want to show up to debate. Okay. And uh, Micah Beckwith, friend of the show, and you disagree on Diego just a bit. So that'll be an interesting conversation when we talk with Micah Beckwith later this hour. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. So he's the
the chief executive of the largest bank in the country. Jamie Dimon from J.P. Morgan Chase. He said the U.S. economy was actually still doing a little better at present, but it's not likely going to stay that way. He warned that a very, very serious mix of headwinds will likely tip both the U.S. and the global economy into a recession by the middle of next year. He's saying six to nine months. It's really weird. It feels like we're in a recession right now. Well, yeah, what? Yeah, that's my question. So we've, I guess we've changed the definition of a recession because by the definition that we always had, we are in a recession, mm-hmm. but I guess that definition got changed and we don't know. And look, Jamie Dimon's a pretty liberal guy. He's not some uber conservative and this is about as gloomy a projection as you can get from a liberal. Listen. But you got you, you can't talk about the economy without talking about the stuff in the future. And this is serious stuff, okay? This is inflation, which obviously is, you know, changing the effect of those numbers I just told you about. It's rates going up more than people expected already, and probably a little bit more from here. It's QT, which we've never had before. Uh, so therefore, the unknown effects, and you see it today in bond markets around the world and sovereign markets and people selling U.S. Treasury debt, and it's the war. And these are very, very serious things, which I think are likely to push the U.S. Uh, and you know, the world. I mean, Europe is already in a recession, and they're likely to put U.S. in some kind of recession six, nine months from now. If we do see the U.S. go into recession, how severe do you expect it to be, and how long do you expect it could last? Yeah, well, this is the thing no one ever really knows, right? You have a strong consumer going into it. Businesses are in pretty good shape, but they were amazingly resilient during COVID. You know, even the ones that, that had no government support and stuff stuff like that. And I think governments did do a hell of a job getting the to recover. So we don't know. I mean, you, you have, now you have to look at the range of outcomes. It can go from, you know, very mild to quite hard, and and a lot will, you know, rely on what happens to this war. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, to guess is hard, be prepared. Hmm. Okay, so from mild to quite hard. QT, he mentioned that, quantitative tightening. Yes. Uh, so he said the Fed waited too long and did too little as inflation jumped up to a four-decade high. He said the central bank is clearly catching up. And, um, yeah, six to nine months, it could be a lot bleaker. But I recall, Rob, you and I talking about this back in May. Yes. May of this year, mm-hmm. that this winter could be very tough on a lot of people as energy costs go up. Yes, well, because everyone's been obviously for the summer been focused on gas prices, and now it's time to focus not only on that, because that's not going away, but the energy prices across the board to heat homes, mm-hmm. and the president of uh, Rapidon Energy Group was on Fox News yesterday and said, uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot higher. My last question is, what is your forecast for what everyday Americans will be looking at in terms of gas prices and even home heating oil in the next few months? Dana, you won't have me on again because I don't have good news. I'm afraid oil prices are going higher. And here's why. It's not about OPEC+. Plus. It's these EU sanctions on Russia. Uh, the thing that people weren't paying attention to last week is the EU super tightened their sanctions on oil that are coming here in December and February. They even went to secondary sanctions, very tough sanctions. I think the loss of Russian supply is going to be a much bigger factor in driving up crude oil prices. And the way it works here... Pump prices in America follow global crude oil prices. So I'm afraid Mm. it's going to be a tough winter. So this is another example of when people get on their fake, phony, moral high horse about sanctions, because clearly they haven't worked with Russia. 
how rarely sanctions actually work. Like, how long have we sanctioned North Korea? They don't care. Like, they don't care if their people starve. And I know we got to get to the news. How long have we sanctioned Iran? They don't care. Sanctions rarely work because in a global economy, they will always find ways to move their product, whatever that may be. In this case, for Putin, it's it's China. It's new consumers of energy. There is no shortage of people needing energy. They don't work. The only thing people they punish are us mm-hmm. and we're being punished. Gas prices have gone up 22 cents in the last week and the Indiana average gas price right now $4.22. It's 9:27 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Take me to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit. Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. Our good friend, the conservative voice of Indiana, Pastor Micah Beckwith. All right, Beckwith, I open my uh, phone here today, and I'm going to read you the headline I see from Indy Star. Quote, Micah Beckwith said in a Facebook video, second graders were being taught, quote, gay and oral sex, but did not provide specifics. Now he's on the board of the Hamilton East Public Library. I can't take you anywhere. What did you do now? I'm I'm trying to keep pornographic material out of the hands of second and third graders. And for that, the Indy Star thinks I'm uh, a threat to society, probably a domestic terrorist on the DOJ watch list. Mm-hmm. I may not be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, you may wake up and the thought police may have uh, taken me and made me disappear. So yeah. So is this about the TikTokers who were mad at you? Have they now found a friend at IndyStar? Did you do something different? Was there some meeting where you were like, uh, you know, the woman in uh, Field of Dreams when they go to the school board meeting about the b- banning books? What? What is there something different? There's nothing. No, nothing since we've talked a couple weeks ago about our uh, our psychic friend. And she is a psychic. She's Hamilton County's very own psychic. And she's been coming after me pretty hardcore on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think that means I'm over the target. I'm doing something right. I love it. Trust I, I say this. And I, I genuinely mean this. I love it. When the cancel culture, the woke secular progressives like the Indie Star or these TikTokers come after me because it only gives me more uh, more. Um, credibility. It only it only actually lights my path even more. I know I know I'm on the right path. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. If they were aligning with me, and and think I'm doing good things, I would question my worldview because everything they are is pushing this Marxist ideology, ideology uh, this ideology on our kids, and I I'm not for I'm not going to stand for that. And so anytime they come after me. I, you know, I just kind of take it as a, you know, a, a check mark. I'm doing the right thing and, and keep moving on. So mm-hmm. it's, it's good. I, I love it. Boy, you and Rob are cut from the same cloth, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. Don't, don't threaten us with a good time. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so, Micah, last night, last night I was cuddled up on my couch and I, I had been done working for the day. So I put my feet up and clicked on the television and went over to my one of my favorite channels PBS and <laughs> lo and behold there was a there was a debate going on among the candidates for secretary of state and i and i counted there was there was the moderator there was there was one and then there was two but 
from what from my recollection, there are three people running for this position. Where's your boy, boy Diego? Boy, boy, Casey, you and Rob are cut from the same cloth, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What, what I love happened? It. Listen, I have said this about Diego from day one. He doesn't need to go to the debates. Politically speaking, it's smart for him just to get out and shake the hands of voters. I understand. If it were me, I'd be there. I like debates. I like going on those forums. So, But that's not Diego. Diego's he he's the hardest working candidate I've ever met in my life. I mean, he literally is driving the state back and forth every single day. And I, I think he's just doing what his wheelhouse, his strengths uh, – kind of lead him to do which is get out and shake hands at republican functions and honestly if he keeps doing that i think he's going to win um i think if he gets on a debate stage he's probably not the strongest debater he probably realizes his his weakness could be could be that and so now from a now again like i said if it were me that my strength is getting on stages with leftists and just destroying their worldview that's what i that's my spiritual gift that's just what i do (laughs) and uh but uh but but I, I see where he's coming from. I understand why he's why he's doing it, and I don't I don't fault him for that. Whoa 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 whoa! Now let me preface by saying I <laughs> love you. You're one of my bestest friends in the whole world, and the phrase "no spin zone" I think is still copyrighted, so we can't use that. Uh, but you are saying that you think it's perfectly normal for someone running for the second highest office in the state of Indiana to just tell the public at large, screw you, I'm going to go to a Lincoln Day dinner. I don't care that I feel, I don't feel I have any sense of obligation to answer any questions with my opponents about how I would handle the second most important office in the state of Indiana that handles everything from elections to businesses and all points in between. Like, there's no semblance of I owe that to society? Listen, first of all, two things. One, Joe Biden did this for the highest office in the land, and, and the media gave him a complete He pass. debated like three I times. Know. What are you talking no, about? No, no, no. He did not come out. He, I mean, he got on debate stages, sure, but it was it – was, he stood – he hid in his basement. He did not come out and, and give a fair shake to the people. And my question to you, Rob, is if Diego stepped foot on that stage, like uh, I think the debate up in Muncie last night – do you think he would have gotten a fair shake from the moderators, from the media, from anybody in that room? I, and I think if we're honest, we'd have to say he's not going to get a fair shake. So don't, you know, again, if, if it were me, I would do it. But I love going into environments where I know it's going to be hostile. That's why I did the Indy Star interview. Uh, uh, I'm, I, M- M- Micah, we're, I'm sorry. Micah, Micah, we're pro-woman on this show, so it's Casey's turn to talk. <laughs> I just threw a flag on the field. <laughs> Candy Crowley. Um, okay, he wouldn't get a fair shake. What do you well, mean? Well, I don't think he. Well, Casey, first of all, don't you think that the media is a little biased? That I mean, just a little bit. I don't think he's going to get a fair shake from the people the, who are running well, and moderating the debate. The, 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 the but Micah, the moderator was Dr. Laura, who's on Hammer and Nigel all the time. It wasn't some far radical leftist. No, 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 no. And, and how do you screw I, up a Secretary of State debate? Like you're asking about no. businesses and elections. Listen, I think I think the media is going to look for every opportunity to just destroy Diego and crucify him. I don't think he's going to get a fair shake from from the media, from those that are going to take what he says on the stage. They're going to pull it out of context. That's just what the left does. They pull it out of context. So, again, I'm not saying that that's what I would do, but I do think it's politically expedient for Diego to do what he's doing and for him to continue to just work hard on the ground, pushing the – you know, put like shaking hands, pushing the, the the GOP Lincoln Day circuit. That's that's how he's going to win, Rob. I mean, 
I, you want him to go on that debate stage because you know full well that he could slip up and 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 the whole state could see it. And then Jeff, Jeff could potentially do better. But I, I my, love Jeff. Don't get me wrong. I my, love Micah, Jeff. Micah, 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 I want him to, I want him to go on the debate stage because I know what he is, and I know if people saw him, they would say, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this guy is a major party nominee." <laughs> Casey, go ahead. I, I just... He he doesn't want to answer questions. He doesn't want to go on a debate stage because he might slip up. <laughs> Oh, no. he, he might slip up and tell no. the truth. No, it's not that. It's it, you know, Casey. You know what I'm talking about. When it's they're going to take every little thing out of context. You have to be so sharp, and you have to look five steps down the field while actually playing the play that you're on right now, so that you don't give them a gotcha kind of moment. And they do this all the time. The left does it to me. They try to do it to me. Like, oh, we got him now. We got him now. And. And and I always have to be five steps ahead of them in order to make sure that I don't I don't slip up. But I'm good at it. I don't think Diego's that good at that. And so to if I were advising him, I'd say hey, Diego, just keep getting out and meeting the voters. And honestly, that's that's what we want our politicians to do: get out, talk to the people, meet the voters, shake the hands, work the circuits. That's how he's going to win. Uh, you know they have those things in the uh, like exercise classes <laughs> called spin say, classes, and I think you should be teaching. Uh, you should be the head of one. Of the, yeah, I know preaching is your calling from above, but those spin classes, you'd be uh, yeah, yeah. you'd be yeah, perfect to that. Hey, uh, <laughs> real. <laughs> I love you, and you're yeah, just totally right. wrong on this. But uh, we're, we're just going to write down one for Diego. Okay, I, I, I got your vote marked. Um, real, real quick before I let you go, is there? Uh, Todd Young apparently had some event in Avon today at 10 a.m. There's no way that's an accident that he did that at 10 a.m. Given what happened last time, he had an event in Hendricks County after our show, right? I mean, that's, there's no way that's accidental. He's, he is making sure you cannot be there. Uh-huh. That is for sure. You know what, Micah? <laughs> he is He's in Avon with the FCC commissioner. So here is my message to them. Booger. <laughs> hey, but real I quick, love it. before I let you go, real quick, how was Pebble Beach? I'll never get to play it. You're very, uh, you're a very well-connected person, very well thought of. How was Pebble Beach? <laughs> oh, man, it was, it was, it was honestly, it was a bucket list thing. And, and Rob, I... That's my goal. I'm going to take you out to Pebble Beach someday. You and I, we're going to play that. It was <laughs> it was amazing. Remember that cliff that Jordan Spieth almost died on yeah, uh, so, a couple so, years ago? There's lots of people who'd like to throw me off of it. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, well, that's true. I, we're going to play that. It's going to be me, you, and Todd Rakita, and we're going to see if you survive the, the whole. <laughs> so, so it'll be the Casey show. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, you are totally wrong on Diego, but we love you, and thanks for all you do, and uh, congratulations on all your success in the library board you're already the most effective library commissioner in hamilton county history (laughs) i love it i love it thanks guys love you guys too keep up the great work 93 wibc it's kendall and casey show there's no there's no way todd young accidentally had that meeting at 10 a.m so i couldn't go right (laughs) i mean there's just no way you don't think that's a coincidence that's a that's a scheduling thing there's absolutely no way after what he went through the last time that he said we were going to and they didn't tell anyone Mm -hmm. like you you got this press release like this morning right yeah at 10 minutes after eight okay so let's let's so todd young's having some sort of meet and greet Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. in avon Mm -hmm. and you didn't get the email about a an event today that is taking place at 10 a.m. until what'd you say, like 8 a.m.? Yeah. 
What sort of marketing is that if you actually want people to show up to your event? Hey, in two hours, I'll be there. Come ask Maybe he doesn't want people to show up. No, I don't think he does. I think it's it's one of these things where uh, because he's in election season and he knows how egregious his voting record is that he wants to be able to do a promo of, look, I showed up with this person from the FCC and look at all the work I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't let everybody know until two hours before, so nobody could actually come Mm -hmm. other than the media, which heaven forbid the Indianapolis media ever ask a hard question to Todd Young. I know you're really surprised that Todd Young didn't send you a personalized invitation to the event. So uh, Todd, we just wanted to take this opportunity to let everybody know what a coward you are and you still have a standing invitation to come on here and answer <laughs> all the questions 40 Monument Circle between the hours of 9 and noon each day. Let's talk about Tulsi Gabbard. She yeah. came out this morning and said that she is leaving the Democratic Party. She said she cannot be involved in an organization that is full of elitists. She called it an elitist cobble. I love, love, love this roast. It is now making its rounds all over the internet. I believe it came out early this morning. Mm -hmm. Take a listen. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, and I invite you to join me. Okay, so she also went on to say that uh, Democrats are rigging things. Oh, wait, wait, what? Yeah, and now huh? and now people are posting on Twitter um, because she she posted that speech on to her Twitter account, and now people are posting selfies of themselves saying, "I left the Democratic Party." Wow, as well. good for her. So. Uh, where where does that leave her? Do you think she's going to make another run? Well, she's definitely got political aspirations. And look, she would be a phenomenal. She's not going to become a Republican because she's got more sense than that. So she'll just stay independent. She may, you know, but she may be gunning, you know, see herself potentially as the libertarian nominee for president. I don't know. People can laugh at that if they want. Libertarians have ballot access in all 50 states. Tulsi Gabbard is a, uh, you know, interesting enough figure that she could while she's not going to be elected president she could do some damage maybe she has an aspiration to run for u.s senate in hawaii i don't know she clearly wants to be a part of the equation again and it's great when people like her say it because she's saying the same things that we're saying and you're not going to label her as ultra maga semi-fascist democracy hater so it's good when other people say mm-hmm. it. it is 9:53. he's rob kendall my name is casey daniels and let's talk about tiffany cross from msnbc she says the there's an optics problem in the nfl in regards <laughs> to their current concussion 
controversy or rules, <laughs> however you want to say it. And one of the issues that she is having is that everything is to do with race. Yeah. So, of course, we talked about yesterday. The NFL is pathetically boring this year compared to other years. They're making it worse as they continue to be re- in a re- reactionary fashion, attempt to legislate violence out of the sport. We have now seen since the Tua Tungavailoa hit this terrible call uh, for Tom Brady that won the Bucks the game. Last night, there was a ridiculous roughing the passer uh, call against the Kansas City Chiefs. Football's a violent game. And as MSNBC does with almost everything, they try to make everything absolutely about race, even if it is the most ridiculous take in the history of ever and the facts don't support what you're saying. So let's play what this woman Tiffany Cross had to say and then explain to everybody why this is so ridiculous. Yeah, and and just for the folks outside of us who don't follow the sport as closely as you and I do, of course, I got to say, Mike, the optics just look bad. To see all these black men crashing into each other with a bunch of white owners, white coaches, and the complete disregard of black bodies and black life. I mean, it just represents a larger issue, uh, and I think that's the problem. And with the NFL ratings through the roof, you know, I just wonder what what incentive do they have to just be better? I mean, you saw the whole issue with black coaches, et cetera. So, but look, we're going to run out of time. Okay, the only problem with this, Casey, yeah. is that Tua Tungavailoa is not black. Yeah, he's, he's Polynesian. Samoan. Yeah. He's Samoan. Yeah, and his coach, Mike McDaniel, is also not white. Mm-hmm. His dad is black and his mother is white, so he's biracial. Mm-hmm. And it, But it doesn't matter to these people. They just say the most insane, stupid stuff, and, are, and they're allowed to get away with it. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And coming up... You see those ratings? We have to thank you for. You see those ratings? They were pretty good. They're awesome. Yeah. It's on the way from 93 WIBC.